three, two, one. Long Talk Radio. Hey, you've come to the right place for all of your week six main slate DraftKings needs. We are Larger and Lordson, and every Friday we bring you this podcast. Pick it up wherever you grab your podcast, take us on your commute, or watch us at any time on YouTube. Watch us on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook Live as well. We put this show out there, we put it everywhere. Let's just get right to it. My name is Clark Lawrenson. I'm one half of Larcher and Lawrenson. Here he is, the other one, the great one, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher, the third. Well, thank you, Clark. I just enjoyed a nice dinner, uh, you know, getting ready to roll here and uh, started building some lineups. Uh, very confusing week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What I know one game stands out. It looks to stand out above the rest when it comes to uh, what's projected out there. Yeah, that would of course be Buffalo and uh, Kansas City. I mean, which clearly the number one, uh, the number one game. I'm generating 150 lineups right now. Okay. As we as we speak, right. to see what game gets me to the ceiling because I'm really having a hard time figuring out how to get away from the. Uh, the Kansas City um, Chiefs game, sure, and the Buffalo Bills, because I mean it's just it's so juicy. But uh, I I hand built a couple lineups and I got to about a hundred and ninety point ceiling, and then I tried to get creative and I said, well, what if I take the lowest, most efficient quarterback, and actually didn't stack him, but played the wide receivers and the tight end from the Kansas City. Uh, Buffalo game, you know, play Diggs, right. play Gabe Davis, and play um, Kelsey, and that that team projected just as well as the teams with Allen, but it didn't get me to a ceiling. Okay, so right now, like just generating teams, um, right at about a hundred and ninety nine point ceiling, I'm getting a Green Bay team, I'm getting a uh, Tampa Bay team. I'm getting two Tampa Bay teams, one Baltimore team, and one Green Bay team. Um, they, they're giving me about a 200-point ceiling. They're giving me ownership at a level that I'm comfortable with playing in big tournaments. Uh, so there is going to be ways around this Buffalo-Kansas City game. You know, the or, uh, the Tampa Bay team that, that had the highest projection for me was a, a Tampa Bay stack with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Cade Otten, the tight end, who, you know, we told you about last week and, you know, ended up putting up at 12 points at uh, at next to nothing as far as cost. He's uh, 29 this week. Um, I'm not 100% if the other uh, tight end is returning for Tampa Bay. I think, I think it's that Cameron Bray. Um, so, that I mean, that's something to monitor. This, this team might not even be playable. But okay. uh, it gives me – this team gives me digs in the flex – uh, the Vikings and defense, DK Metcalf, George Pickens, Mike Evans, e- Eno Benjamin, who's probably going to be the punt this week. Um, you're going to see him in a lot of lineups. And even more so, um, Eno Benjamin's only projecting about 7% ownership right now. But if we get word that Connor sits, that's going to skyrocket to about 30. 
Right now, uh, Richard Stevenson of the New England Patriots has the highest chalk on the board. He's he's up to 40% ownership. You cannot play that in tournaments. Like that is just that is just bad, bad play. Uh, you got you got to get off that. He's six thousand, and uh, yeah, he's going to get all the work. Yeah, they're playing like one of the worst run defenses in football. But a forty percent of the field, and this is these are projections for the millimaker. maker. If forty percent uh-huh. of the millimaker is playing, uh, uh, Ramond Ramondre Stevenson, that's just a just a terrible play right now. So. Uh, you're gonna find you're gonna have to look a ways around that. You know, Devin Singletary has been getting a lot of good work. He's at two percent ownership. I know, I know that's not a fun play in a game that's projected to be massive uh, pass potential and a high high passing ceiling. But let's say that game somehow rolls to the run. You know, Devin Singletary ha- has a lot of potential. Uh, Brees Hall, who's been you know a favorite these last couple weeks, fifteen percent ownership. He's fifty eight hundred. So he's two hundred dollars less than Stevenson, um, with a ceiling that's it's about four points less. You know, you're looking at a twenty-six point ceiling versus a twenty-two point ceiling. Um, you know, Stevenson's gonna be a great play in cash. Like that's a lock button in cash. But tournament, absolutely, you're gonna have to fade. You know, for two hundred dollars more, you could get uh, you could get to Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, again, not as good of a projection. He, he projects worse than the cheaper Stevenson but it's going to get you away from that chalk. Elvin Kamara uh, also has a, has a lower ceiling than Stevenson this week. He's $700 more, but, you know, he could get you there. A guy who can absolutely steam and, and get, get you the, uh, you know, two touchdowns, 100-plus yards is Joe Mixon at 6,900. So, I mean, they're, they're, what I'm saying are there are options away from Stevenson. And you're going to want to take them. The other guy who's projected to have very high ownership and a very good cost, I'm a little more comfortable playing, and that's uh, Ken Walker the third at 5400. It's just a nice price point. You know the ownership is high. Yeah, I don't really get grossed out where I'm like this has to be a total fade until they hit about 30% ownership. So at 25% ownership, it's something to monitor. You know it could it could climb to 30. By Sunday, but right now, you know, 5,400, it's probably the best play on the board. And then Eno Benjamin, again, he's 4,600, uh, only 7% ownership. But again, that's going to skyrocket if Connor is officially. Al, when it comes to Ken Walker, the third, I noticed you didn't go with Ronald Jones the second. You're you're more prone to the the thirds being as you're one yourself. I yeah, say. yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I'll take, I'll take uh, Ken Walker, the third over Jeff Wilson, Jr., because uh, I am indeed a third. So there you go. Absolutely. Very important. Very important to like you know have it correlates well in fantasy. You know your your uh, your status in life as a as a second or a third. I don't I don't know if you know this. My middle name's Ferdinand. My name is so old that name was given to my grandfather in honor of the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. So Unreal. we're still holding on to that name to this day. Um, wow. Christian yeah, McCaffrey. I just thought that was a singer, a one-hit wonder. No. Christian uh, McCaffrey is the highest-priced running back at 8,300, 26-point ceiling. I think uh, Jonathan Taylor, with even less ownership, he's at about 10%. McCaffrey's at about 12%. um, And $300 less. I think Jonathan Taylor is a better play this week. 
um, if you're looking to spend up at running back. But, I mean, I don't know that you're going to need to spend up at running back this week. I think you're going to be looking to spend down because you want to get a piece of the action, man. You want something from that Kansas City-Buffalo game, whether it be Kelsey, whether it be, you know, Diggs, or whether it be a game stack. And, you know, last week was a really good lesson in contrarian play. You know, we talk about being contrarian. And a lot of people goes, well, what does that mean? You know, does that mean get crazy? No, it doesn't mean get crazy. Last week, if you took the Buffalo Bills and you stacked uh, Allen with Diggs and Gabe, you did okay. You know, and Gabe Davis, you did okay. You know, Gabe Davis, everybody's been concerned. You know, is this guy dust? Is this guy hurt? Are we going to get any points from him? And then the guy goes nuclear last week for like 30 points. Um, He finally got there. But the smart move would have been if you played Khalil Shakur and Gabe Davis and didn't play Diggs. That is being contrarian. You play the other two because you know you know Josh Allen's going to have a big day, and he did. He just didn't do it through the chalk player and the expensive player and the guy who really handcuffed you to the stack and didn't allow you to do other things in Stefan Diggs. Now this week, and, and I, I screwed myself, you know, in my uh, generator – I, I set a rule that if if uh, Stefan if, if um, Josh Allen's in a lineup, I want Stefan Diggs, and I want to pair him with either Gabe Davis, Shakur, or um, you know the fill-in tight end, whoever that that dust ball was, um, you know fumbles the ball in the in, in the goal line. Um, so yeah, so like, and I'm definitely going to run stacks this week without Diggs, you know. Uh, because that's affordable. You know, Gabe Davis is 6,500. Uh, Isaiah uh, McKenzie, who's projected to play, he's got the questionable tag right now, but it looks like he's probably going to play. You know, he's 5,000. And I think Shakur did so well last week, I think they're going to try to mix him in, and he's going to get some play out there. You know, he's 3,700. So, I mean, there are some options uh, to play this stack uh, with, the, with the number one over and under, with the 54-point over under. Um, of Buffalo and Kansas City, um, nobody is nobody is going the the Mahomes route. So if you want to get contrarian as far as ownership, because really, you know, when you're building teams, there's two there's two currencies. There's the cost of the player, and then there's the cost of the ownership. And you know, if you get your ownership too high, you're not going to win tournaments. You have to spend your ownership wisely. And right now. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is projecting at under 3% ownership. Nobody is playing him despite the 54 point ceiling. And the reason being is simple. You know, Josh Allen's only $200 more. Josh Allen has a 40 point ceiling or thereabouts. You know, Patrick Mahomes has about a 30 point ceiling. So, you know, um, Josh Allen's projected around 30 points, which is Mahomes ceiling. You know, Mahomes is projected around 25 points. So, it makes a lot of sense to play Josh Allen at that price tag, but that just means a lot of people are not going to play Patrick Mahomes. And we're still talking about Patrick Mahomes. We're still talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's true. He doesn't have Hill, but he still has Kelsey and he still has ways, you know, he still has uh, Andy Reed out there, you know, the old, uh, the, uh, the heavy set fell on the sidelines, you know, making things happen, figuring out offensive schemes, you know, um, the guy's been in the league for a hundred years and there's a reason he's been a head coach for a hundred years because the dude's good. The dude gets offense. So, you know, I, I'm definitely going to take some shots at Patrick Mahomes uh, stacks at, at that 1% ownership. And 
it's still expensive because I think I'm a single stack. No, uh, you're gonna want a double stack, Mahomes. But look, uh, Schuster Smith Schuster just cannot get open. The dude cannot get off of his coverage. They they are just like you know he cannot separate. There's no separation right now in Juju Smith Schuster, and uh, you know that's affecting it. You know, it seems like uh, Valdez Scantling is the best wide receiver on this Kansas City team. He's only 4,500. So I'm definitely going to look to stack uh, Scantling with, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, a guy, the dude put up four four touchdowns last week, uh, a Monday night football. And I think he had a total of 30 yards. What's so 20, 25, 30 yards, the dude puts up four touchdowns. Like, I mean, uh, unbelievable. Like, the, the guy is just that good. So, 7,800 doesn't feel like a high price for him. <laughs> no, not- I mean, not not for a guy. I mean, the last two weeks, he's put up 25 points on DraftKings and 33 DraftKings points. You know, he was targeted 10 times. His lowest target amount this year has been seven. Uh, he had 10 two weeks ago. He had eight last week. Again, he had... Seven catches for 25 yards and four touchdowns. So, well, it's just incredible. I mean, obviously, who are they going to in the goal line? They're going to Travis Kelsey. You know, are they projected to score a lot of points? They absolutely are. Their team total right now, uh, according to Vegas, is 26 points. So you're looking at, you know, three touchdowns at least. And two of those are probably going to go to Kelsey. And maybe one of them goes to uh, uh, Scatleg. So, you know, definitely worth definitely worth considering playing the other side to get off of ownership. Um, If you're going to play the pure Josh Allen stack, man, you know, get creative right now. He's projecting at 25 percent ownership, just an insane amount of ownership. Um, Singletary, Delvin Singletary is projecting at, you know, three percent ownership. That might be a guy you might want to consider putting in that stack just to kind of be different, to be contrarian to the field. Uh, Gabe Davis has under 5% projected ownership right now. I, I can't see that being the case. I don't know why that is. That doesn't seem right to me. Matter of huh. fact, let me switch, uh, yeah. let me switch I'm, sources. I'm with you on that. Al, was that a, um, we heard, we heard it open earlier here a, a few minutes back in the show. Is that a cherry Coke zero? It is. Yeah. Wow. Good eye. Just Good caught eye. part of the logo. Yeah. Just caught part of the can. I got a couple of those. It's fine. Bro, man. Bro. I don't want to give so, sponsorship for free. Nobody's playing Shakur. I mean, there's a chance Shakur gets you zero points and he barely plays. But, yeah. uh, you know, if he mixes in 3,700, it's cost-saving potential. And the guy does have a, uh, you know, he could probably get you 12 points. He, I mean, got, I his points last week. he got his points last week with, uh, what, McKenzie out? With McKenzie out, but it looks like McKenzie's going to play. Now, right. McKenzie doesn't play. I mean, Shakur yeah. is a must is a must play in the stack. Adjusted. I wonder what his yep. I, I wonder what his ownership would go to because, you know, McKenzie only has, you know, about 3% ownership right now. So They're, you know, they're in the late game, of course. So w- yeah. what time does that injury report come out? Do we, do we get an idea before we – put them down at noon not really right no you're you, i would i would make it flex i would make your lineups flexible to be able to pivot uh to pivot some you know if you get if you get word late because i don't i think you should know by the time the four o'clock games start you know i think you should know by 350 so you you can hustle and make some changes 
um, before the game. But, you know, take your risk. Like, if you're playing the stack, yep. take take some low ownership long shots early. And if they hit, then stick with this chalk. If they don't hit, then, then you know, well, you're screwed. But, you know, okay. it's just something – it's something to look at. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that, that this is clearly the game to play in cash. Um, but in tournament – it's probably a game you're going to want to, you know, cut your cut your ownership down on. Like, you know, if, if the field's going 25% on this game, I'm probably going 12 at the most. I'm probably setting a firm, you know, 12%. And I might even split that between Mahomes and uh, Allen. So I, I might do 12 just on the game alone instead of 30 and, you know, doing like 15, 15. Um, I probably look to play Mahomes at maybe even higher ownership than Josh Allen in big field tournaments uh, because, you know, I mean, you just got to get away from that game or you got to get away from what everyone is doing. And uh, it's just like, there's just not a lot of options this week. There's just not a lot of things to be excited about. So I don't blame you if you do stick with this game um, and try to figure out how to get creative with it. But you don't know that like Josh Allen is 25% ownership. He's the guy I think you got to get off of the most. And so, I mean, the easy solution is just go to Mahomes. Uh, the dude, uh, the dude's played really well against Buffalo uh, in four meetings with, with the Buffalo bills. Um, he's gone 116 of 162 passes for 72 yards uh, 1,200 yards, uh, 7.4 yards per attempt, 10 touchdowns to two picks over those four mm-hmm. games. So Mahomes lights it up. And, uh, you know, those numbers are courtesy of, uh, you know, not courtesy of kind of ripping them off here. Evan Silva, you know, go go subscribe to uh, uh, establish the run and get all the breakdown. But, uh, yeah, some good information there. I mean, like Mahomes could get it done. Uh, so you really do just so far ahead in projections yeah. right now. I mean, you have one game, other game that's at 50 and then the next games are down at 45 for yeah. the over under. What yeah. a week, Al. And, and the, in the second game, the game with the 50, I have it at 50 and a half, uh, the Seattle Arizona game. It just, isn't that sexy. It's not that right. great of a, a, a play, you know, which is good. I mean, that that's good fantasy football. That's that is being contrarian. Um, that, that too is a late game. So, you know, if your chalk hits early, if you play chalk early and it hits pivot to the Seattle, Arizona game, if you take a lot of risk early and the risk hits, then you can play the Buffalo, Kansas city game. Cause you're already contrarian to the field. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but that, that that's really the smart way to play it. Uh, Lockett has 31% ownership projection right now. Like just an insane amount of, uh, of ownership for Tyler Lockett. So, you know, he's between 25 and 30%. I'm seeing different, different, uh, different numbers there. Um, you know, Rondell Moore is projecting around 20% ownership. So this game by isn't being ignored either. Like people are, people are playing this game a lot less than they're playing the Kansas city Buffalo game, but you're saving so much money. The pacing on this game is projected very high. Geno Smith has been, you know, like a top 10 quarterback. Who who would have guessed that 
you know, people are fighting to get Geno Smith on the waiver wire and, and idiots like me who, who drafted Russell Wilson are dropping Russ Wilson. I mean, I dropped Russ Wilson this week in two leagues. Wow. So like, I mean, it's just insane, but Geno Smith, you know, uh, he's actually projected higher ownership than Kyle Murray. The reason being is he's the clear savings at cost, you know, 5,700. His ceiling is decent. Uh, his, you know, Kyle Murray projects better, but not by much. So the better value play is Geno Smith at 50, 5,700. I mean, that's just like a really good play, you know, 12% ownership. I'm okay with that, but you may want to get a little creative in that game stack. I don't think you, you can't play Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore, um, as a run back, like you can't do Geno Smith and then run it back or, or run it to, you know, his two obvious receivers like you got to find a way around that or you got to find a way to get creative and really he only throws it to two guys so it's almost impossible to 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 do that it might even be smart not to double stack this game i know like it makes all the sense in the world to double stack it but when one of the receivers is projected at 25 percent ownership the other guy's projected at 20 percent ownership and the quarterback's projected at 12 ownership Man, you're really eating a lot. And then if you ran it back with Rondell Moore, he's projected at 25% ownership. So, I mean, you're talking higher ownership than probably the Buffalo-Kansas City game because of the cost savings. Because probably, my guess what people are doing is they're playing the uh, Geno Smith uh, stack. They're running it back with Rondell Moore. They're saving so much money, they probably could afford digs. So... You know, it's it, it just – it's a good game to play. Um, even Zach Ertz, the tight end for Arizona, he's at 15% ownership. So if you pivot off of Rondell Moore to Zach Ertz, you're only saving 10% in ownership. Uh, the true pivot is to spend up and go 7200 for Hollywood Brown. But, you know, he's at, he's at 9% ownership, and he, his cost is so high – and you know his ceiling isn't as good as those other guys at that price point. It's just it's hard. It's hard to get off. Everybody is playing these two games. Everybody. I mean, that's the bottom line. So if you're playing in tournaments and you full fade these games, you got a lot of balls. Uh, you got a lot of heart. Um, and you're taking a lot of risk. But there's a chance you can win a tournament because nobody's playing anything else. Um, and you know what, you know, in like my 20 max, like if I'm playing a tournament with a 20 max, like, you know, the $3 play action, I'm really going to try to limit my exposure to the, th these late games. And I'm going to try, I'm going to try to pivot off of them. That doesn't mean I'm not going to play them. You know, in the 150 max, I'm definitely going to have at least, you know, 15% on both of, uh, both of those games, you know, 15 to 20% total. Um, I might, you know, do 10% on, on each team uh, in their individual stacks. But in tournaments, yeah, I mean, I'm going to want to be elsewhere. Um, um, at, I, it, but but at $3,400, I could get former Bears great, current Seattle wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, who's looking to be back. He could be a sneak right there. He's been their yeah. number three this year. No, no, no. He's no. fast. In I think one season with the Bears, but what other game yeah. are you trying to trying to get to then? 
Um, uh, Marquise Goodwin on the year. I don't know how many games he's missed because of injury. Uh, he, he's gotten uh, eight targets. I know he was out week five for sure. I just looked. Yeah, you're looking at you're looking at eight targets uh, all year. So yeah. I would not I would not make that play. Uh, that might be the Clark Lawrenson lock of the week. This, Definitely no, not the Larcher lock. It's, it's the punt. It's the punt. Yeah, I would not punt it's that. Punt. I, I would yeah. punt away from that. So where are you going in the early games then? Like you want to? Oh, there we go. You want to get something going there, right? Well, I mean, the next game down on the uh, on the over under deal is is going to be the Vikings and Dolphins, and you know the question you're probably going to ask me is if Tua doesn't play and Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play, which I mean it seems to be the case. Yeah. You know, is is uh let me pull it up here. I think what's the guy's name? Skyler something. Is he playable? And the answer is yes. Wow. I am going to be playing. I am going to be playing. Uh, uh, Skyler Hunter S uh, Thompson, um, you know Hunter Hunter Skyler Thompson. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing him. I'm gonna be playing him. I mean the fields Skyler again. It's not the big game. So you're looking at you know about three percent ownership. Kirk Cousins three percent ownership. You know both these guys. Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins is six grand. Uh, Hunter Skyler Thompson is five grand. And, uh, you know, uh, Hunter S. Thompson said, you know, live on the edge. You know, what, what is that quote, Clark? Uh, I, you got the wrong guy for the for the quote there, my friend. My apologies. Are are we getting there? Are you looking for it? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull it up here because I think it's, no. it's relevant. It is very the, uh, relevant to pull it up. It's for This is for Skylar Thompson. Yeah, this is for uh, the new you know, Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson. A lot of people don't know that the S in Tyler and the famous Hunter S. Thompson quote, there's no honest way to explain it because the only people who really know where it is are the ones who have gone over. The others, the living, are those who pushed their control as far as they felt they could handle it and then pulled back or slowed down and did whatever they had to do to make it time to choose between now and later. But the edge is still out there. This, my friend, is the edge. This is the Hunter S. Thompson edge, you know, you're going to want to take in this gambling game. Five grand, 5K. He's going to give you a quarterback with a ceiling of 20 points. I think it's realistic he hits his ceiling. You know, they have a really smart head coach. They know how to get the ball out. It looks like uh, Tyreek Hill is going to play. He's probable. It looks like Jalen Waddell is going to play. He's probable. So you have these underneath guys, and then you have this balder. You have this guy that you could run it back who might be the best wide receiver in football by the name of Justin Jefferson with a 30-point ceiling. So while all these other boners are playing, um, you know, Diggs and Josh Allen, we're going the Hunter S. Thompson route. We're living on that edge. We might go over the edge, and you'll never hear from us again, but we're definitely going to play to that edge, and we're going to be playing some uh, Thompson stacks. We're going to double it up with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, assuming they play, who, by the way, both those guys have under 5% ownership. Because, again, it's a void in ownership once you get past that those two games because that game is, is a black hole. Those afternoon games are a black hole, sucking all the ownership in. So this game gets you away from that. There's real ceiling in this game. And, uh, you know, why not? Let's live a little. There you go. Uh, I don't, I don't know what you would do, you know, outside of Justin Jefferson. I mean, if you really wanted to punt Irv Smith Jr., the tight end, 
does get some end zone looks. Adam Thielen still balls. You know, no one likes playing the old man receiver, but Adam Thielen, especially in game stacks, if you were to go the Kirk Cousins route and, you know, you didn't want to try the uh, Hunter S. Uh, Thompson route, you could play Kirk Cousins. You could double stack Jefferson with Thielen or Jefferson with Irv Smith, run it back with Hill or Waddle, whoever you're more comfortable with. I probably lean towards Waddle. I really like what he's doing underneath, and the game plan is going to call for that. Not not a not a not a sexy game by any means, but this definitely has potential to be a tournament winner. You know, uh, Skylar Thompson, seventh round rookie. Uh, you know, is he going to be able to push? Is he going to be able to push the Minnesota Vikings? I don't know. I'm willing to bet though that that he can. So, you know, the safer bet is definitely to play Cousins. But, you know, I'm definitely going to be playing some Skylar Thompson. I mean. Can he put up points one way or another? That's what it is. He he was fantastic in, in preseason, by the way. Okay. The guy balled in preseason. So, you know, I'd take that for what it's worth. Um, I think it's worth something. I don't think Hill or Waddle are 100%, so that's something to consider. You know, I think I think they're about 80% if they do play. So, you're not getting you're not getting the full uh Hill Waddle treatment and Miami does does play I, I believe at a like a, a little bit of a slower pace um, than you would expect. They seem like a game that would be a higher pace, but I, I don't think they actually are. I think they're kind of like middle of the road in pacing. So, yeah, I mean, this game could go. The Vikings could put up a lot of points early, and then it could just be a good Delvin Cook game. And uh, you know, there's risk here, is what I'm saying. Obviously, um, but. You're trying to find ways against the afternoon games. And, uh, you know, this is one of them. The next game that projects, the next game that projects high is uh, the, the Ravens and Giants. And another, again, it's, it, you know, one side is exciting and the other side isn't. That's the story of basically every game outside of the afternoon games, which makes this slate very frustrating but you know you got to try to figure out, man, what 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 game could blow up, and this has potential. You know, Danny Dimes can get the job done. I don't know who to stack him with. You know, I was looking at stacking him with Hill and Kelsey, and not playing any Giants wide receivers, and just rolling with him as my quarterback instead of those other two. I was experimenting with that, but the ceiling was pretty much the same as playing Josh Allen. So I, I, even with the savings, I wasn't getting there and I was still too high in that game. So, um, yeah, I like, I, I, Danny Dimes actually projects pretty well to be a really good kind of play 5,200. You know, he's the second cheapest quarterback. He's $200 more than Skylar Thomas and he, his ceiling's a lot better. His floor is a lot better. Uh, he is going to catch a little bit of ownership. Both him and Lamar Jackson are looking at about the 7% ownership, which is, is just, you know, way too low. Shot, uh, Lamar Jackson scares me a little bit at 8,100 because, again, you, you're looking at, you know, Josh Allen at 8,200 and Mahomes at eight. So he's priced as good as those guys, but he, his ceiling um, – it's actually better than Mahomes. I mean, he is a better play than Mahomes, but Mahomes has no ceiling either. So, um, 
I'm sorry, has no ownership either. So they're both they're both decent plays. Um, so, but if you're if you're to play a game stack, you know you're definitely going to want to go to the guy. I mean, it's pretty easy when it comes to the the Ravens. Another exciting thing about this is is the is the receivers for the uh, for the game stack. Obviously, Mark Andrews is the go-to. Uh, uh, the guy's the best tight end in football right now. He's taking the crown off of Kelsey, and uh, I don't know if he's looking back. Kelsey's catching up a little bit with those four touchdowns uh, on Monday night, but Mark Mark Andrews is is clearly just an absolute stud at uh, the tight end position. He's 7K, so he's less than Kelsey. He's a better player right now than Kelsey is um, statistically, you know, data-wise. But, uh, you know, Kelsey, I think they're both very good players. Uh, so I'm not saying one's better than the other. But, uh, you know, he put up 22 DraftKings points. He he did in weeks two and three. He put up twenty eight points in both of those games. You know he got ten targets last week. Um, five was the outlier. He had that in week four, and then he did thirteen and eleven. So the dude's getting the targets. He's he's nearing a hundred yards almost every game. Uh, he's get he's scored in uh, three of the five games thus far. So. He, he's just a really good play and a guy who's very cheap, who I'm probably going to play a lot of this week, not just in this game, but as kind of my cheap wide receiver pivot is, uh, is Devin, uh, du, Duvernay. Am I saying that right? Duvernay. Yeah. It's good enough. Yeah. It's, um, it's close enough. Al. Devin Duvernay's 4,700, you know, the Baltimore, uh, the Baltimore, uh, Ravens wide receiver, um, and you know, he's, he's getting some looks and he's connecting with, uh, with Lamar Jackson, seven targets last week, five catches, 54 yards, you know, nothing to write home about nothing to get excited about, you know, week one, he did put up 21 fantasy points last week. He put up 12. He's averaging about 10 every week. Um, he's getting at least, you know, the last two weeks he's had over five targets seven last week five the week prior um so every week he's picked up a little bit on his targets um so he's just a good just a good cheap play and you know with so much expensive with so many guys in really good positions who you want to play he's a good cheap pivot because you could still play somebody from that buffalo kansas city within this game because uh you're saving a little bit of money with, with this stack, um, you know, you, you get your top wide receiver for seven grand in Andrews, you know, you're playing, uh, Devin Duvenary at, uh, a 4,700. I'm just going to keep mispronouncing his name every chance I get. And then, uh, I don't even, I don't, man, I don't know if I want to run it back. Uh, Darius Slayton is a really good value at 3,800. Um, Last week, he saw seven targets, caught six of them, went 79 yards. Uh, so, I mean, they're just – the Giants are just looking for people to throw to and catch the ball. And he, he's a guy who, who, who can do it, um, you know, under 5% ownership. So, definitely worth looking at because the only other player is, is Saquon Barkley. And, you know, it's not like the Giants are going to win this game. I know Barkley's kind of an outlier because he's so involved in the passing game. 
that, you know, you're not just relying on his legs. You're, you're relying on the total package. The dude has uh, been very good. You know, obviously one of the steals of the draft. He, he had 31 attempts against the Chicago Bears. But again, the Chicago Bears for 146 yards. Last week, he kind of went back to his average. He got 13 attempts, 70 yards and a touchdown against the Green Bay Packers. That seems to be the norm. He played When they played the Dallas Cowboys, he got 14 attempts. Panthers, he got 21. Tennessee, he got 18. So you look at a guy who gets about 18, 18 uh, attempts a game outside of that 31. But again, the Bears. Uh, he is getting at least four targets a game on average. Uh, you know, he's had as high as seven. Last week he had six. So he's involved in the passing game. You know, you you could definitely play Saquon Barkley. I just don't think it's a great play um, at seventy seven uh, at seventy seven hundred. It's just it's a little too much. Um, and I don't think you know the Baltimore Ravens are going to lose this game. Um, they're only they're only favored by five and a half though. So maybe Vegas is more on this than I am. I know there's some injury concerns. Uh, I believe with the with the line of the. Uh, uh, Ravens. Um, I think uh, left tackle Ronnie Stanley is actually coming back this week, so that could help them. Uh, the Giants are without their top two uh, cornerbacks, so they're going to be easy to pass on. So, yeah, I mean, which gets me even more excited about the uh, Duvernay play outside of this. Like I, Like I said, I think he's the value play of the week. He's going to be the larger punt of the week for sure. Like we can just get yeah. that out of the way now. Wait, who who is that again? Uh, Devin Duvernay. Devin of Duvernay. Of the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. It's got to be how it's pronounced. Yeah. 4,700. Uh, I think it is. Like, uh, you know, it's not that hard of a name. Oh, it looks right. Duvarn- yeah. Duvar- it's either Duvarney. Duvarney. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm Googling Sounds it now for the spelling. For the show, so I'd go D U V E R N A Y, Duvernay. Yeah, he's a French guy. We're we're out. really known on this show for our pronunciations. Of names. Yeah, we're from Chicago. We don't get names right. It's not necessarily you know we're the Harry Carries of the world. Um. Then the next game down the line is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers again. I mean, it's the same damn scenario every freaking game. It's one side is very good at offense. The other side is shitty, uh, which is why this slate is just is ugly. You know, it's it ugly. Sounds, it sounds quite frustrating is what I hear there. I hear some frustration. Yeah, it's frustrating because, like, I believe a lot of these teams could get the job done. I think your best bet is probably New York and Baltimore as far as, as a team that could not beat Kansas City Buffalo. I don't think anybody's going to – I think Kansas City and Buffalo is going to have the highest over-under on the week. I think Vegas is right. Um, but I think you can get a lot of good production fantasy-wise outside of outside of that game. And I think, like, you know, Miami, Miami, Minnesota, yeah. Like, that game could that, – that game has potential, and we talked about it. Cleveland, New England, no. You know, San Francisco, Atlanta, I don't think so. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, it is in the realm of possibilities. Like, that's probably the lowest on my list uh, of, of games I do I will play. Uh, 
Cincinnati, New England, uh, New Orleans, not not uh, not a good spot for Joe Burrow. I mean, the dude's banged up, and the the uh, New Orleans Saints should be able to get a rush on. Like, it's just not a game I'm excited about. Baltimore and, and, and the New York Giants, I, I keep coming back to as a game I'm excited about as the game that has potential to put up enough fantasy points to get you to compete uh, while playing pieces of that Kansas City, Buffalo, Seattle, Arizona games. Because, um, you know, don't forget, you're not ignoring those games if you're not playing the game stacks. You're just moving in a different direction while just grabbing the pieces you like from it. Green Bay versus the New uh, New York Jets. I, I can't really see, you know, the Jets pushing the Packers, and the Packers aren't very good. So I'm more excited about, you know, when I'm more excited about the running backs in the game than I am the wide receivers and the pass catchers, that's generally a game I'm not going to want to play in a stack. You know, and I like Aaron Jones, and I like Brees Hall. You know, Brees Hall, very good uh, good play this week at 5,800. Um and he's not too chalky yet. So, yeah, I mean, that's a game I'm going to look to attack through the ground. Same thing with the the Colts and the uh, Jaguars. Like, I don't want to play either, you know, Trevor Lawrence or, uh, uh, you know, then Ryan is just dust. I mean, the dude's done. He, wow. he can't, he, yeah. he, he can't, he can't get, it's just not going to happen. Uh, Alec Pierce, by the way, in that game, 4,300. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good punt as well. Um, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with the other, with the other guy with, with Devin as my, uh, punt of the week, but Alex Pierce is, uh, is in contention. So, yeah, I mean, this is another game. I like Jonathan Taylor and that's about it. So, and then, and then the other late game is the, uh, LA Rams and the Carolina Panthers, you know, the Carolina Panthers just fired their head coach. Usually when that happens, they just kind of turn to the run that first week out. And, you know, so they're probably just going to feed the ball to McCaffrey. Uh, I feel like the Rams are pretty good against the run. Uh, You know, the Rams have a pretty solid defense. So it's, you know, I'm not excited about any Carolina players, including McCaffrey. And then the Rams themselves haven't looked that great on offense. You know, it's like Cooper Cup. um, And that's about it. You know, Allen Robinson, you're you're not going to trust. Yeah, Higby is a good play, but, you know, very predictable there. Uh, yeah, the, the Rams have been really bad against the pass. They got it together last week against the uh, Dallas Cowboys, but they were giving up a lot of passing yards to the 49ers, Arizona Cardinals, the Falcons. Hell, they gave up 63 uh, fantasy points to the wide receiver position against the Bills. I mean, obviously, it's the Bills. They're very good against the tight end. Um, so not not that you were considering playing the Carolina tight end. Can't right. think of the guy's name. Like, uh, Greg Olson. Funny name. No, no, no. He's he's long retired. Okay. In the booth now. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like, it's either Arizona, Seattle, Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore, New York. Yep. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, or Minnesota, Miami. Those are the only games worth stacking this week. Everything else is kind of garbage. I, I probably will take a shot at uh, at a Joe Burrow stack because I'm a sucker and he okay. loses me money every week. Yep. Um, but Might outside well. of that, 
outside of that, yeah, those those are the those are the teams I'm uh, playing. Well, so it's, it's, a look, thing, it's a good thing the Bears were out of the main slate this week. Yeah, you know what? I I, I would have played Fields in there. What's that? I played a lot of Justin Fields last week, and it was a smart play. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, because nice. you got to remember the their cost is so low that you know he puts up twenty fantasy points. You know, uh, he's he's 4xing his price point, yep. which is pretty damn good. You know, you don't forget, like, just because Josh Allen puts up 40 points doesn't mean he's a great play because his price is so high. You know, you need the points to justify the cost. Now, he actually is a great play, and he almost always justifies, you know, his price tag. But, you know, when a guy's 8,200, 816, 24. I mean, you, you have to get, you have to get to 30 points for him to, to have, you know, value. Now right. he's projected to put up 30 points and his ceiling is 40 points. Uh, so, you know, which he hit last week, he put up 40 points, but you know, two weeks ago against the Baltimore Ravens, he put up 24 points. I mean, it was his worst game of the year. He's put up 30 points in every game this year, except that one game where he put up 20, 24 points. Um, it's unlikely that happens in this game. I mean, this game just, it's just so open for that over under to hit and for him to have a fantastic day, but you know, 8,200, he has to have that great day. And again, he will. Um, so Tom Brady projects exactly the same as Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, he's projecting for around, you know, 20 to 22 points. His ceiling is somewhere between, you know, 28 and 32. Uh, both those guys are the same. Uh, Patrick Mahomes does have zero ownership. Tom Brady's looking at about 10% ownership. Tom Brady is 6,300. Patrick Mahomes is eight grand. So Tom Brady, this is another week. I mean, it was the same last week where it just was, it's a good spot. He's got, his receivers are going to be back this week. You know, Mike Evans is looking good. Mike Evans is going to score touchdowns because that's what Mike Evans does. Yep. You know, Chris Godwin, uh, 6,100. Great price. Um, Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers is a good run back. George Pickens, probably even a better run back. You know, he, he, he didn't put up such good numbers last week. I think people are going to be off him. He's under 5% ownership. But George Pickens is the clear go-to uh, uh, for the for the uh, the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, okay. you know, there, there's a there's definitely a clear stack here. Um, I'm not as excited, and I don't know why. I like the players a lot better, and I see the ceiling a lot more in this game than I do the Baltimore New York game. But for some reason, I'm just not as excited about this game. But I think it's just because I get burnt so often playing Tom Brady. And the Brady stack, it never goes the way I want. Um, you know, you play Mike Evans, you play Godwin, you play Brady, and suddenly, you know, the tight end goes off. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, Kate Opton, if if he is starting this week, you know, he's he's gonna be another great play. He's twenty nine hundred again, uh, very cheap. If he gets you the twelve points, you're in the money. You know, you pair him with Godwin, and you have two really good wide receiver or, or uh, Tom Brady correlated players you know, for seven grand, seven, eight grand. Um, or you play Mike Evans, you know, whatever you want to do there. But, you know, there's options. There are options in this game. Um, 
the question is, can Pittsburgh push the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or are they just going to lay dead in the water? I mean, there's a chance, you know, the Tampa Bay defense just shuts down Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's only projected at 17 points, 17 and a half. Um, you know, so two touchdowns. Uh, it's it's just hard to get excited about the run back, but one of these one of these game one of these games is going to shoot out. You know, and this game has that potential to be that game. Um, I'm still, again, I'm still putting my money on the, the New York game, but uh, this does have the potential to get it done as well. And I accidentally closed my thing here. All right, there we go. Yeah, so that's kind of it. You know, maybe we'll look a little bit at positions. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead, Clark. Do you have a. Uh... A sneaky stack of the week. Like if you had to pick one out this week, last week that was a thing of yours. What yeah, it's up? gonna be it's, it's gonna be uh uh the Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. Yep. I I like that right there. I was a little surprised there was something else out there that I thought you might bring up this show, but maybe maybe you're stacking that, maybe you're keeping that one hidden hidden away. It's a running back play that I know you've made a couple moves in our in, in our year long league in the big money league that we make and you picked up a running back. I don't even think you mentioned his name here today. Well, I don't think he's really that playable. And number one, they're, uh, so we're not going to do Keontae Ingram. I don't think, no, Keontae Ingram is not playable. Not um, worth a flyer out there. Nothing. You I try mean, to talk me into it in your year long leagues. Like if you have a deep bench, I would pick him up. I mean, I think he's worth, okay. okay. I think he's All worth right. stashing. I mean, you know, I don't know. He's more exciting than Eno Eno Benjamin. Um, Eno Benjamin right now is projected to be, you know, a good play this week in fantasy. Uh, you know, he's forty six hundred. Basically, basically, it's like Connor sitting. Everybody thinks he's sitting. Yeah, every, everyone's under the impression Connor sits. And if Connor yeah. sits, you know, this Ingram is going to get some plays. You know, he is going to get some touches. So. It's just so thin as far as ceiling goes. You know, I know he's such a, you know, it would be a punt play at that point. I, I don't even know what his price is on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even project. He doesn't even right now project well enough uh, to be listed. Um, yeah. Let me actually yeah. go. Uh, okay. Yeah. All players. I, I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I see him. He's $4,000. Yeah. He's, he's 4K. He is projecting now. Uh, they have taken Connor out of uh, projection, so. so that's why he's projecting now. Yeah, I mean, look, his ceiling is—he's projecting for about five points with a ceiling of ten. If he gets you twelve points, four, eight, twelve—I mean, that's a three-time multiplier on his price, um, which is a good play. You know, on a week where you, you're looking for savings, uh, so you—you know—you play, you play Ingram, you play Kenneth Walker the third. And now you've saved all this money. Now you could play that Kansas City Buffalo stack you've been dreaming you about go. playing. You know, there you could play you can play Diggs, you could play uh Davis, and you could play Kelsey, and you can play Josh Allen. You probably can afford it at that point. So, you know, I mean if you want to get crazy, I mean that's it. Like, you know, I'm glad you brought it up. It's it's worth it's worth looking at. Sure. Uh, I, sure. I'm not gonna make that play. But you you're gonna uh, need a touchdown, right? A few catches and a touchdown. That's yeah. that could be asking a lot for the for the young fella. 
Yeah, I mean, he looks good, though. You know, uh, our buddies at um, uh, Angelo, I think it's Angelo Media, you know, he who, who breaks down college players. That's that's what he does. Um, he's really he, he likes him. You know, he likes what he sees in, in, in this kid as far as potential goes. So, I mean, that that's what got me excited about it. That's why I grabbed him. Uh, spent a little too much to get him, but it happens sometimes. Sometimes, you you know. You get a little too excited. Then it's the late game comeback of the week. Like if, if it all hits just right. Yeah. You're playing all late game pretty much. If you go the the route with Buffalo in there and Mahomes and whatnot. And then just to look at it, I I did mention, you know, I I generated 150 lineups and, uh, Oh, don't tell me they didn't save. Uh, Let's go here. Optimizer. And, uh, you know, the best team that, that, that generated was a Tom Brady team. The okay. second best one was, was a Lamar Jackson team. And uh, the third one was a Tom Brady team. So, you know, common theme here, Tom Brady, that game has enough ceiling. Because, you know, all the generators is doing is looking at ceiling and it's grabbing players that fit the formula within the ceiling. And it's getting there. It's getting a really high ceiling over the Buffalo game. And then Green Bay, you know, has like, you know, if you look at the top 10 best projecting teams in the generated of 150 lineups, two, four, six, eight, ten, uh, one, two, three, four, forty percent of them is a Green Bay Packers stack. So, I mean, we didn't even talk about Packers Jets, but I mean, that's something to really think about that, you know, the computer the computer really likes it. The data really likes it. Yeah. Um, you know, ownership is not non-existent. You know, you could you could uh, you could assume the Jets win. You know, uh, and you have you have Aaron Rodgers and uh, Romeo Dubs is a great value at forty eight hundred. You know, you could bring it back with Brees Hall, who uh, very exciting running back, rookie running back. And then you could you could sprinkle in you know the other players that you really like. You get Mark Andrews is in one of these lineups, um, along with Mike Evans. So, yeah, it's it's playing a lot of like the optimizer is playing Brees Hall and AJ Dillon in basically every one of these, uh, which is, which is a stack I would I wouldn't do that. Like I would play the two running backs from the same game. But here, here's a good one. It's Aaron Rodgers stacked with Alan Lazard and A.J. Dillon. It's run back with Brees Hall. So, again, it goes back to Brees Hall and ru- playing two running backs from the same game. Yeah, I don't like that. So that's how it's getting there. So that that that's – once I, I'm, I'm probably going to set a rule not to allow Brees Hall and uh, A.J. Dillon in the same lineup. And then my guess is the projections will probably go down on that, but it's worth playing with, you know, that that's, we didn't mention that game as one I liked, but it's definitely worth looking at the, uh, the Hunter S Thompson teams are, uh, are projecting decent. Skyler. Yeah. Yeah. The, the S, the S is for Skyler Clark. I I know. I just, you know, if somebody just happened to pick up the show at this point, forgot, forgot the whole Hunter S, you know, Skyler Thompson thing, then, you know, that's where we they are. They get it. They're sharp, man. People listening to this show, they're winning money and they're smart players and they're Absolutely. smart people. So they understand what's going on. They'll figure it out, man. They're they're well read in literature, you know, in alternative literature. Uh, so, 
Yeah. It's like it it's winding down the end of your night. It's the beginning of my day here in the morning, right? I'm right. about to have my coffee. Um, I gotta and then I'm gonna head into work a little bit early today. Uh gonna gonna ride the bike out down there at night, Al. Um You've been yawning through the show. I hope you have a good day. It was that Bears game. I can't do the Thursday nighter. Like, you know, because yeah. when it's the Bears, I'm up for another two hours after. Like it's hard to it's hard to wind myself down. You and Kellen, I don't understand it. Like the game ended, I I turned it off. I was good. I knew what was going to happen. No, I was standing. I'm like, come on. Like I know, yeah, I knew what was going to happen too. Yeah, they're not going to win. You get into it. So let's go. I wear the colors. I represent my team, but I know they're losers this year. Yeah. Like you just have to accept it. Yeah. Uh, Alan, Al, uh, some more great insight here. My apologies on the. on the, the the yawning it's it's been difficult the coffee's gonna kick in here i look i i understand it's your more it's it's first thing in the morning for you and it's five o'clock in the morning so i don't take any offense to it like i normally would there's um, a lot of snoozing this morning the alarm goes off at four usually i it was yeah. about 4 20 when i got moving i noticed it's 4 20 there too so i woke up at at five o'clock today and uh i hit the snooze to 5 30 and then i hit the snooze till six and I didn't get up till six thirty, so you know I get it. Man, I can't wait. I'm going to listen to this show on my commute. I mean, I missed it the first time, so just looking real quick at, at really yeah. high chalk plays, and usually high chalk plays mean cash plays. Uh, Josh Allen, twenty five percent ownership. Every other quarterback on the field is under ten percent because he he's steaming so high. Uh, so you're going to want to get away from Josh Allen in big tournaments. These are these are plays you should play in cash, but you should get away from in tournaments. Uh, Rashawn Stevenson, uh, Rahamandre Stevenson. I don't know why I kick his damn name. He's at forty percent ownership. You know, and that's just poison, man. Get away from that. Play it in cash, but don't play it in uh, tournaments. Uh, Walker, like I said, you know, his ownership is about 25 percent. I'm okay with that right now. Uh, by the time Sunday rolls around, I might walk away from it um, just because there's just a lot of ownership and things you got. Like if you think the chalk, if you're eating the chalk on the Buffalo game, if you're eating the chalk on the, on the big stack, cause you think like, look, there's no way this, te- this game doesn't go off. There's no other game on this slate that comes close to it. So I am going to go balls in on Buffalo, Kansas city then you have to fade those running backs. You just have to, because that's what everyone's playing to make things work because of their cost. You're going to have to look at, Eno you know, Benjamin, you know, you're going to have to look at, um, there's just not a lot of running back plays this week either, man. Okay. Like that, that's Brees Hall. You know, uh, if you're playing that stack, you're probably not going to have money to get up to Christian McCaffrey, but he's a good pivot. You know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, maybe instead of playing digs, you play, you know, one of these high priced running backs and then just play the other pieces in that game. Play the Kelsey, play the Davis, play, play the, uh, the McKenzie and then play, you know, uh, one of these high priced running backs that a lot of people aren't going to play this week because they're going to try to cram in those, those uh, uh, wide receivers. The highest uh, projected wide receiver is Tyler Lockett. You know, that's probably going to be a cash play lock. The prop, the, the, the reason is he's 5,600. The dude is just too fucking cheap for this price point. You know, he, he's, he has a 30 point ceiling and the dude's 
priced as a third wide receiver. So, you know, DraftKings really screwed up this week and they just underpriced him. So 31% ownership. I think that's realistic. He's almost too cheap to fade, but man, that, that ownership is just too damn high. Uh, Rondell Moore, 4,200, 25% ownership. That's an easy fade. Cheap wide receivers with really high projections are an instant fade. Don't, don't even waste your time. Those guys have as much chance of failing as they do succeeding. So as a matter of fact, they have a higher chance of reaching their floor than they do their ceiling. So don't, don't, don't go with the crowd, go away from the crowd on that. You know, Tyler Lockett, that's a harder play just because the value is so good. Uh, but I'll probably walk away from that as well. Those are the two uh, right now projecting uh, ownership wide receivers, tight end Tyler Higby is uh, at about 20% ownership. He's the highest projecting tight end 4,600. Um, Tight end, high high projecting tight ends are very easy to fade. I think his Higby's a very easy fade. You know, Hayden Hurst to the Cincinnati Bengals is a good pivot with half the ownership. You know, you lose about 10% of that ownership. Uh, David Dejuku has been balling lately. New England is good at shutting down the best player on the field, and Dejuku might be the best pass catcher for Cleveland. Um, so I think Bill Belichick may, may scheme him out of the game. Um, you know, under 10% ownership, Kyle Pitts, he's questionable. It looks like he's going to play. The guy has the potential, man. You say it week in, week out. Everyone writes him off, but he's 4,200. He's cheaper than Tyler Higby. He has a lot better potential than Tyler Higby. He's a better football player than Tyler Higby. He's going to get more opportunity than Tyler Higby, and he's only 6% ownership. So clear pivot is Kyle Pivot off of Higby, and that's it. I don't. I don't talk defenses. No, that's great. Well done. That's uh. What? Well, I mean, what else? Just uh, we're gonna do another show Tuesday night. We do our Sports Attic Chicago podcast, six thirty Chicago time. Yeah. Al, thanks for the great insights this week. I got a bowl of uh walnut ice cream waiting for me. Excited. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't report earlier, but. You uh, you helped me win about a hundred and what fifty bucks last last week. Yeah, man the the pivots and the stacks really worked out last week. And again, my stack this week is going to be I, I don't necessarily play the Skyler um the the, the Skyler game, but it's either the Miami Minnesota New 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 York Jets Baltimore. Get involved in those games, and then uh, my player of the week. Is, is going to be uh, Duvari of uh, Baltimore, whatever the hell his name is. You know what I'm talking about. The Baltimore yeah. wide receiver. And, of course, if, if you're watching us live, grab that podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Take us with you to work. Listen to us on your lunch. I don't know. Listen to us while you're pretending to work. Do whatever you need. Uh, and then, of course, you can always watch it live or later, Facebook Live, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube Live. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good night. See you later. Have a good one. Goodbye, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. You're supposed to say good night. Thank you for Wait, using good night. Blog Talk Radio. Good, good morning. Bye.